Lately, after like listening to other people's music and and feeling like what's really getting me right now, like other people's music, you know, and and it, for me it was the stories that were just simple stories, but it you know has endless meaning in those stories, and and that's what was like getting me really emotionally and hitting me, and I was like I want to write those kind of songs, and so I started shifting my songwriting to storytelling songs, and so the land where the sugar beets grow, I wrote that one. Uh, sitting outside one late night looking out into the sky and it was like a smoky night and in southern Oregon where we were living there's like all these wild wildfires that were going on and you know we're hearing all these stories about folks like literally running from their homes and and losing their homes and you know like these were the stories that were happening in our community at the time so I was thinking about them and then thinking about some other like political stuff that was going on with the GMO um, genetically modified crops growing sugar beets and the sugar beet farmers had to stop growing um, their crop within a year's time and I was thinking about them as a farmer and I had been a farmer for seven years so I was like feeling them and what is this like to all of a sudden have to change all your you know ways and for generational farmers that's like probably the end for you for the farmer and so I just started writing a song about a little boy named Tommy and all these weird things start happening and animals running through the forest and birds flying at funny times and all these signs and then suddenly they realize there's a big fire coming and then it wipes out all of their crops and they have to they have to take off and leave and everything behind and mama called to papa shouting look up at the sky look up at the sky oh the sky is filled with birds and they are headed We're speaking with Ian and Danny, fellow Pinans. They are songwriters, but when you go to the British Isles, you become song collectors. It was great how, how specifically the Irish would go about giving us directions. They'd say things like, you know, if you get, get over the, you go over the hill and you'll, you'll see a green pasture with some sheep. And there's an oak tree. There's an oak tree, and you'll take it right at the road. And there's no markings or anything. And then <laughs> you'll lead us up, and you'll, you're going to look for Mary. So we'd end up just going to random houses and asking for Mary. And one by one, we'd slowly get closer. And we'd be in the stranger named Mary's living room. And we would, you know, we would tell her, hey, we're from the United States. We want to bring these songs over to our communities and share them across, across the pond. And we would sit there with our recorder and they would give us some history and where they learned the song. We would bring it back and pick our favorites, the ones that really moved us emotionally. And we would pick a few and rework them and now we would incorporate them into our sets. The, the next song we're gonna, 
that you're going to play, Bonnie at Morn, is a, is a Scottish ballad, actually a lullaby from the border of northern England and Scotland. And Ian um, was up late one night in the, on the Isle of Eglesey in the Orkney Islands and uh, singing in, around a fire with a bunch of young folks and everyone was asleep and this one lady said, I wanna, I'm gonna sing a song now. And she sang Bonnie at Morn and we had never heard it. And the sheep is in the meadow and the cow is in the corn. Thou Danny and Ian, so far we've listened to a song that you wrote about the experience of others and an old ballad, but you also compose story songs based on your own experiences, stuff that happens, well, around the house. Like the time you and your daughter were dancing in the living room wearing pink tutus, and then Danny comes home and sees this. And she goes, Ian, what is this? I thought you were supposed to be my burly man. And I was like, hmm, not sure I agreed to that, but it really got me thinking like, what am I and what am I supposed to be? And so the next morning I woke up before Danny, put nothing on but the hot pink tutu again and got the ax and I rolled the chopping block outside the window where she was sleeping and I started hacking away at a piece of oak wood and she woke up and saw me mid mid-viking hacking moment and she saw me sweating and I was burly but I was wearing a hot pink tutu with my pale white skin and yeah I guess it's about balance being letting her know that I can be her viking ravenous viking man and her flamboyant tutu twirler she said you will never be my Pinan's Ian Van Ornum and Danny Aubert. Reservations for the 8 p.m. Sunday, January 12th, Aster Cafe Show in Minneapolis through astercafe.com. For information about fellow Pinans, it is fellowpinans.com. Pinans is spelled P-Y-N-I-N-S. This program is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Phil Nussbaum speaking. 